Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're all kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. Everybody, it is another year of Vineland High School football, which means the Vineland High School football coaches show is back, and Vineland High School has a brand new head coach. I am joined by Coach Guzman live here from Eastland Golf Course. Pleasure to have Eastland on board with us this year, as well as one of our sponsors. Very excited to have them uh, joining the fold uh, for the football show this year. Coach Guzman. Not only congratulations on being named head coach of Island High School football, but congratulations, you're a podcaster now. <laughs> <laughs> All these hats, right? All these hats. But it's uh, it's great, man. It's been a great experience thus far. I appreciate you. I appreciate your show, and I appreciate definitely what you do to you know for our kids, man. You do a great job for our kids, and I appreciate that. Very excited for another season of Vineland football this year. Kind of a another big group of returning players, some new players in the fold. Give everybody at home kind of the insight on what, you know, summer practices have been like, what this team's makeup is looking like to you guys as a coaching staff, and how the, the kind of outlook has been so far this summer. Um, so far, what I could say is that um, our kids are putting in the work. Uh, we have a great group of kids, great group of kids. Um, we also have, alongside the kids, we have a great group of coaches. Absolutely wonderful uh, I love my coaches. I love my kids. You know, it's all about family, and that's what we stress. Um, but just to uh, give you a little insight of what we got going as far as the coaching staff, um, you know, at the head of the defense, we have Coach Smith. Um, just to give you a little background on him, he played in, you know, the NFL uh, for about nine years, uh, you know, for the Redskins and the Browns. Um, then you have the O.C., the offensive coordinator, who's Coach Dwayne Hendricks, who went ahead and also played uh, years for the Giants. Um, so we're very, very proud to say that we have two guys in our program that are uh, way qualified for their, <laughs> for their respective positions. And, um, you know, along with that wisdom and that position, they're loved by the kids. The kids absolutely love them. They they do uh, everything that's expected by them, along with our position coaches. Um, you know, we have Coach Wimbish, the DB coach, excellent with the kids, phenomenal, has made a difference in that uh, DB room. Um, we have Coach Gilbert, uh, Chris Gilbert, who's our offensive uh, line coach, excellent, absolutely excellent with X's and O's in that, you know, department. Uh, we have uh, – the cool thing is we have returning players, you know, Coach Which T. I love that aspect <laughs> this awesome. year. There's so many alumni coaches on this staff, and I think that's what makes this year so unique. Absolutely. That's the uh, that's that uh, little bit of spice that we have going on as far as the coaches. Um, you have, you know, Coach T.O., uh, a.k.a. the man-child. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, excellent coach with the running backs. He does his thing. Coach Teamer, uh, Reggie Teamer. Excellent coach, uh, came from a neighboring town over in uh, Woodstown. Um, it's uh, one of the teachers, special ed teachers over at Violent. Excellent fit. Again, um, knows his, his stuff. He's also helping with running backs as well. Um, we have Coach Khalil Cartagena, who's helping with the freshmen. Um, we have Coach Mitchell, head freshman uh, coach. Uh, we have Coach Marcelino. My booth partner. The man. <laughs> I mean, you can't even go wrong. We got we got names and places. You want to talk about spice and energy. <laughs> <laughs> Marcelino, I have, I mean, I have the utmost respect for. He's a great, great young man. Um, played for me, and it's just nice bringing him back. And he's, you know, he's, you know, been 
uh, vigilant over the D-line um, and special teams. He's the head special teams uh you know, coach. So he's been doing his due diligence in those departments, and I'm, I'm loving the whole togetherness. We have our quarterbacks coach, Coach Vizo, phenomenal. He hasn't left the building, um, and you can't forget about the honorary coach either, Coach who? Me. There we oh. go. <laughs> so we uh, we we pay we pay a lot of attention to our coaches. We love them, um, and but that but this guy, you know. This guy's special. He'll be around. I'm just going to leave that in the background. <laughs> He'll be around. Okay? It's, it's going to be such a fun coaching staff this year, too. And, you know, all of this built up by Coach Russo in, Absolutely. you know, the decade that he spent at mm -hmm. the helm and, you know, the last five years hosting this show with me, kind of giving everybody a behind-the-scenes look and a behind-the-curtain look at what mm -hmm. goes on with Vineland High School football. And, you know, a lot of returning coaches, Coach Smith coming back this year as well. He had been on the staff previously. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great that Coach Hendricks is back too because last year, his first year in the building, it truly felt like just such a shift in, like, camaraderie and the kids just getting behind a brand-new voice, which was rare. You know, it was a new voice in the building. And for high school kids to latch on to somebody that quickly and say time and time again, Coach Hendricks, like, we love playing for him. We love playing for him. Like, that was the, the overall message from mm -hmm. anybody I talked to last year about Coach Hendricks. And the fact that he's back this year, too, I think just speaks volumes to how much of an impact he made in year one. Absolutely. Um, you know, Coach Hendricks is, is an excellent, uh, uh, you know, how could I put it? Not just coach, but mentor. Um, the kids really, really look up to him. I mean – but again, it goes for all my coaches across the board. They uh, they put their time in, their work in, and the kids see that. So the, I always have a saying where I say the kids see through glass. They know if you're genuine. They know if they're you're for them. And uh, this staff that I have is definitely for the kids, 150%. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some wonderful things together, man. It's just nice. It's gonna be exciting. And you know, we brought up Coach Russo, obviously. 100% been at the fold for the last decade. He's kind of been the face of the program in terms of, you know, coaching and, and being at the forefront of a lot of things. What has that relationship and transition been like, you know, from him stepping down as head coach to now you at the helm? What has the transition been like for you and just staying in contact with Coach Russo, picking his brain on the head coaching title and how to kind of manage that? Well, first and foremost, you know, Coach Russo, Danny is – we're brothers, man. They were family. I love that dude, hand in, hands down, all right? And he uh, he laid a foundation here that will stand the test of time, I can tell you that, not to mention the previous coaches also. Uh, but he has a special a special twist to things where, where he brought a lot um, to Vineland and changing the culture back, you know, to Vineland kids, you know, to, to having that – that violent spunk again because it was not it was non-existent before he was there. Believe me when I tell you. Um, not to mention, you know, getting all the intangibles. There's a lot behind the scenes that a lot of people have no idea, no idea what's going on. Um, and this man just able to pick it up fluently. Um, and the transition from him to me was seamless. I'm telling you, Kyle, very seamless. Uh, if you want to look at it, by way of uh, of a movie, I would have to say it's like The Godfather, right? <laughs> you know, at, at one point he was The Godfather and I was his consigliere. And now it's the only thing that's happened. It's kind of switched roles. That's all. But he's my he's my right hand. He's he's always there for me if I need advice. Stand-up dude always. Um, and he's always there for me whenever I need him. So I can't – I'm in a good place. Which it's funny you bring up the godfather when it comes to <laughs> Coach Russo because when we started this show in 2018, Jim obviously reached out to me on behalf of Coach Russo and said, we want to work with you guys. We want to make this show happen. You guys have the equipment. We have Coach. Let's make this marriage happen. Mm -hmm. We meet up at, at Larry's 2. <laughs> I show up by myself, and uh, I go up to the, the front desk, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's in the back. Right. And I was like, oh, this feels very godfather-esque. <laughs> I walk to the back. There's Coach Russo and Jim just at the head of the table waiting for me, right. and I was like, here we go. <laughs> you have to uphold a certain standard, Kyle. Exactly. This is, this is how it goes down. So, But, yeah, that's, that's how I, I feel as though everything has moved. I mean, 
um, again, seamless into into a pretty picture that we're going to hopefully paint by the end of the season. So obviously game one, you know, by the time you guys are watching this, is on Friday night. Friday night lights already back. It's it's crazy how quickly time like flies. That. like that. What is kind of the message going into this first week, this week zero, if you want to call it that, everybody at home, um, you know, going up against Oak Crest, a familiar opponent, a team you guys have played uh, for multiple years. I remember Absolutely. when I was in high school, we were playing Oak Crest. So what is kind of, you know, the mindset going into a week zero? You know, I tell everybody football starting and it's like, wow, they haven't even started school yet. Right. Like what is kind of the message for these first two games, honestly, before school starts and getting mm -hmm. in that, you know, that mindset of the season is here. Like this is, you know, when the lights come on Friday night and that ball gets kicked off, this is for real. Well, um, one thing that we as, as a staff stress to the kids, everything is business-like mentality. Okay, we go ahead, we come into practice, business-like, we end practice, business-like, and that's it, on to the next day. Um, and always try to be better than the day before. Um, we stress that to the kids to the, to the umpteenth uh, degree. Um, and also, it's, it's, a, it's a point where if we know that these kids have what it takes to keep moving along this path that we see, they just need to buy in and they bought in, Kyle. They bought in. So every week we say, just make sure you guys are bought in 150%. Because come game one, which is this Friday, we're going to see who really has bought in mm -hmm. 150%. And I mean, last year in the booth, myself and Rich Scarpa, you know, during games and everything, it was a relatively young team last year. Absolutely. A lot of underclassmen, you know, getting that shot at the varsity level, which for a, a large chunk of Coach Russo's tenure, that was not the norm. You had to kind of mm -hmm. earn your stripes and make your way up the, the ranks from freshman to JV and then get to that varsity level. But taking chances on some of these kids as freshmen, you know, getting that varsity experience comes to mind. Charles Clark comes to mind. DJ Clark comes to mind. Xavion Diaz, guys like that who they're still kind of underclassmen, but they have years of varsity experience now. How have those guys who have, you know, had multiple years of the varsity level of football kind of stepped up as leaders now as juniors and seniors and have that under their belts of what it takes to play at the varsity level for some of these younger guys who may be in the mix? Well, um, one thing I could tell you is these guys weren't satisfied with just the status quo. And that's why they earned the right to be on the varsity team when they did as freshmen. Um, what I could tell you about the gentlemen, they, you know, the kids that you actually spoke of, they have upped their game, not only up their game by way of play, but leadership. Some lead by example, some are vocal leaders, some are both. I'm very proud to say that each one of them goes ahead and takes the underlings under their wing and help them along the process, which is really nice to see. There's no egos. It's all about team. Um, very proud of that group that you just mentioned, not to mention Jameson, the, the the gentle giant. <laughs> well, emphasis on giant because whenever yes. I walk in the room and he's there, I'm like, hi, Jameson. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. He is massive. <laughs> but he's he's excellent kid, um, excellent grades, and, again, one of those lead-by-example guys. Quiet and just does his, does his job every day. You know, last year really seemed like the first year in, in quite some time that the offensive line – had that camaraderie to, together. They started to mesh well as a unit. It wasn't just, I'm the left tackle, I'm the left guard, I'm the center, right guard, right tackle. Like They played as a unit for a majority of last year, some injuries along the way, but even when the injuries happened, mm -hmm. the guys behind them stepped up and meshed right in. Offensive line is obviously you win in the trenches. Absolutely. No matter what level of football you're playing at, if it's high school, college, the pros, what's the offensive line makeup been like this year? A lot of returning players as well because – there's a lot of underclassmen on that <laughs> offensive line as well, which Absolutely. is a huge benefit, I think, for you guys just as a group to have guys who have played together and are going to get a chance to play together another year. What's the offensive line makeup been like so far? So far, um, the transition from last year, that knowledge of the game, and the previous year, it has blossomed into a beautiful, uh, a beautiful piece for us to work with. Um, Coach Gilbert again. Offensive line coach has done a phenomenal job with these kids. Um, he's they, a big fan of our F1 podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Huge yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he told me, he said, oh, coach, I'm going to make sure I watch this. And I, you know, so he's, he's watching right now. I hope, and I told him, 
he will be on here at some there point. There we go. You see? So I hope you're really watching because you will be on all of you coaches. He's but anyway. setting the standard. <laughs> you guys will be <laughs> on here. But, um, no, he's done a phenomenal job with the O-line. Um, he works ta- in tandem with Coach Mike Wimbish, with Coach Hendricks, ROC. Um, they have a nice trio of, of information being passed along um, amongst each other, and it's it's – it's telling through all the practices. Our Williamstown scrimmage really opened up a lot of people's eyes because um, a lot of people thought that, you know, Williamstown was just going to steamroll over us. And it kind of turned out a little different, okay? So in, in, in that respect, again, I give a lot of credit to our coaching staff. They're just coaching these kids up. And the kids I give a lot of credit to because they're absorbing the information. So we're a lot more gelled together this year and we're a lot smarter up front, which is nice. Now, obviously, one of the, the big questions is the quarterback position. Danny obviously transferring to Delsey. What has been the quarterback competition so far, you know, this summer and, and trying to find that next quarterback of Island High School football? Well, um, you mentioned a great kid right there, you know, Danny Russo, um, Coach Russo's son. Love that kid, and I only wish him well, okay, moving forward in his respective season. Um, but – our, uh, the head of the uh, the offensive unit is Gavin Gallo right now. Okay. Um, he has a, a rifle for an arm, um, and he makes really good decisions. You know, he's very um, – I, I gave him the nickname during uh, – he'll probably kill me after he sees this. But uh, you remember a guy by the name of Jim McMahon? Oh, absolutely. I mean, 85 Bears, Okay. The glasses, the whole cool vibe. Gavin would definitely that, wear a headband. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Gavin. That's his inner lacrosse player, too. That's him. So, you know what? I play to the kids' strengths. The coaches play to the kids' strengths. We don't want to take that edge that they have away from them. That's him. That's him. As long as he carries out the offense, we have no problem with And I think as a quarterback, too, they're very similar to – in other sports that have a goalie, quarterbacks are very goalie-esque where you have to have a different type of brain mm-hmm. to operate mm-hmm. as a quarterback. You have to be built different. You have to be, you know, prepared to get hit. You have to be prepared for things to not go your way. And you have to have something just different click for you as a quarterback. Agreed. And I can totally see that in Gavin just from watching him last year play multiple positions. I saw it on the lacrosse field in the spring. He's a talented athlete, and I'm excited to watch him sling the rock this year 100%. Um, again, he's got the respect of his teammates. Um, however, you know, nothing's in, in, in stone every week, right? He's got, uh, he, he's got somebody trailblazing behind them. You know, I call a spade a spade. It is what it is. The kids know that I don't, I don't lie to them. So, and you have this little trailblazer coming up, uh, Jacob Martinez, um, different type of quarterback, uh, you know, five, seven, five, eight, you would think, wow, rifle of an arm can move in and out of the pocket well. So he has somebody that's nipping at the heels, but that's that's real good because you you need that competitiveness mm-hmm. to raise your bar. Yep. You understand? 100%. So there's nothing bad there. There's just somebody on your heels just waiting for their ch- their shot to get in there. But uh, Gavin knows that, and he, he applies himself every week. So it's a nice tandem, too. They have a good relationship. And everybody's got to know who's Gavin and some of these quarterbacks slinging the rock, too. Yeah. Who are some of these offensive weapons that – Everyone at home, everyone who's coming out to Gatone Stadium every Friday mm-hmm. should be looking forward to watching. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, Terrell Powell, let's, let, 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 let's, not, let's, not, let's not get away from the tank. tank. Um, I mean, you got so many. You got Z, Zavion. You have, you have, uh, you know, you have Mark Mutcherson. You know, three interceptions and two, in, in two scrimmages, not bad. I mean, we have some kids out there that are really looking to do some – Great things. Ryan Maven, he's back. You know, you got Noah Cruz. I mean, I can go on the list. It's a nice list of kids that have not only bought into the program, but they have stepped their play up immensely, and I'm very proud of them all. They're just – they're very eye-opening right now. So Noah Cruz with a famous reaction and arguably the most viral non-play in Vineland High School history. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you're, you're getting me back to that point. That was – I wow. have to I have to ask you because wow. we obviously got Coach Russo's statement on that at the end of the year uh, when that all went down. What was the sideline like from your perspective? What do you remember from that moment that 
just a short time after your now special teams coach, <laughs> Marcelino, posted the initial clip on Facebook. And then from there, it spread like wildfire. It went to Barstool Sports. It went to USA Today. John Boy did a breakdown of it that has over a million views on YouTube. Yeah. It was on the NFL memes, repost accounts. It went everywhere. Everywhere. What was the sideline vibe like when that goes down in the moment and then the 48 to 72 hours <laughs> after that happens? Um, what I can tell you is that you want to talk about in a state of perplexia, if you will. I go to Coach Smith – or, excuse me, Coach Hendricks. I said, Coach Hendricks, we're good. It's no problem. We're fine. Everything's fine. You stop him. Oh, yeah, Coach All of a sudden – did you see this? <laughs> I said, Coach Ruslo, time. What, what's going on? Where, what are we? This doesn't work. That's not the action. It's supposed to be the chain. The ball stays. It never moves. I don't understand what's going on here. Is it a magic show? Is it a little magic trick right now? America's got a rabbit to jump America's out? got gridiron. <laughs> Uh, it was it was unbelievable. So much Shame credit. on them, them guys. Oh, like, 100%. Shame on them. Um, they should never, in my opinion, ever ref a game from midgets on the, you know, NFL. I can care less. Um, shame on them for doing that Credit to, kids. to Final Public Broadcasting producer Doug Diola, too. He was a one-man band that night on the cameras and just had the intuition zoom to in. zoom in. Zoom in all the way, please. <laughs> and <it was> and <laughs> a, <laughs> no, no rabbit jumped out of the back. I was like, Doug, like, if that's not in your career reel, I don't know what is. So, yes, we made uh, – uh, it's just a bad memory. <laughs> bad memory. But it turned good because even though they went on to score, you guys drove down the field, and won scored the game-winning game touchdown, and, and that's Ball karma. Doesn't Ball doesn't lie, Kyle. Ball don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So but Coach yeah. Smith is back in the fold. Yes, he is. I know you and Coach Smith have such a great relationship both on and off the field. What's it like having him back in the building, you know, just around these kids and, and back around the coaching staff and everything? Mm -hmm. And what's the expectation this year for the defense under Coach Smith? Because, like you mentioned, obviously nine-year career in the NFL. He's got a huge, you know, bar to hit mm -hmm. if you are playing in mm -hmm. his defense. What has the, the defensive mindset been this year? Um, defensive, first of all, let me put it to you this way. Again, another brother of mine. Love him. Family. Enough said. Um, so to have him back in the fold, that's, it's, it's just a plus. It's just a plus. And to be honest with you, most of these guys already knew each other. So it was just a beautiful mesh. It was a, probably a couple guys that didn't, but they meshed so well. Um, being so that I, I have a knack to kind of feel out the vibe on, on individuals. And, um, I knew it was going to mesh well and it has. Um, but what he's brought to the table is again, um, and a different type of edge. Uh, he expects a lot, like you said. He expects a lot from his players, um, and the, the the kids have rose to the occasion to meet that 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 bar that he set for them. So I'm very happy, uh, uh, very proud to say that he's part of our staff. And just to piggyback off of that with Coach Hendricks, and I want to say this live. I told him in his face, but I'll say it to to the camera. I'm very excited and very pleased to to say that. This man took that role of offensive coordinator where he was, you know, the defensive coordinator. He took that role with no problems, no qualms, and said, Coach, whatever you need. An another stand-up man, that's it. Don't make us too much no more, but that man's a stand-up man. And that period. just piggybacks off of, you know, what we mentioned, the kids just buying into him yes. last year. Yes, 100%. It just shows the type of person he is. And I remember Coach Hendricks when I was working for NJ.com, coaching mm -hmm. at Cumberland Regional. He was the same way. His players bought in no matter what the record was, mm -hmm. no matter if it was a great season for them, bad season for them, or in between. doesn't matter. They loved playing for Coach Hendricks. 100%. And, I mean, when you have – and it pains me to say it because, obviously, Eagles fan, <laughs> he does have a Super Bowl <laughs> ring with the New York Giants. He, he does. You he can't does. You can't knock Super Bowl pedigree. And to have that at your, you know, disposal between he and Coach Smith, you know, you brought it up earlier, but to just have – both of your coordinators with NFL experience combined over a decade, mm -hmm. plus Coach Hendricks also played in the in the uh, Arena Football League as well. As well as Coach Smith. Exactly. He did too. So yeah. to have 
over a decade plus of professional experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not many high school teams anywhere can say that they have that both as an offensive and defensive coordinator. How exciting is that for you guys as a staff to just know you have kind of just a, a different type of edge from your coordinators? Um, what I can say is, as a staff, we're absolutely elated to have these two gentlemen on our staff. Um, and the awesome part is that even though they have reached heights of which the rest of the staff hasn't, of course, um, they're as humble as pie. They don't, you know, carry that like, yeah, you know, I played in the NFL, though. Like, no, they're about the kids. And the whole staff ultimately is about the kids. And that's why I had the staff that I have, you know, because if they weren't, the wave and bye, that's it. But these men all come ready to work for the kids. That's it. Last year with the defense, it seemed like you guys got a little bit mean last year. You got after the quarterback. You made sure you were creating pressure and making it almost a nightmare to play against that defense. You mm-hmm. know, For a long stretch of time, there was a period where you guys were pitching shutouts for quarters at a time. What do you guys have to do to build upon that, build upon – the tenacity factor that you want from this Vineland High School football defense and be as angry as that rooster that's going to be on their helmets every Friday? Um, you know, I, uh, it's, it's funny you bring this up. So about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I, I, at the end of practice, I got the kids close to me. And um, I said, listen, I said, you know that football is a very emotional sport, right? They're like, yeah, coach. I said, so one of the edges that I had when I was – playing D3 ball, right, at the College of New Jersey, I said, uh, I would trick my brain. And they're like, what do you mean, you know, trick your brain? I said, it's scientific, okay? If you trick your brain to go ahead and, and picture something that you really don't like, that really bothers you, these little tiny amounts of adrenaline get pumped throughout your body, you see? So that little bit of adrenaline can be the edge on your opponent. So trick your mind and you'll get these little releases and you'll feel them. I promise you, you will. You'll have extra motivation going into the fourth quarter. So they're starting to utilize that. You know, they've been starting to utilize that. So you kind of see that little edge, that little grit. And you're going to see it again this year. That's hands down, hands down. We were talking Last week when I stopped by practice, too, you know, you mentioned you've been a head coach for for different sports. You've been an assistant coach on this team. But you said nothing has kind of matched being a head coach of a football team. It's a different beast. What are some things that you've taken from your head coaching experience in other sports, your assistant coaching experience with this team in particular, applied it to being a head coach here to kind of alleviate that new challenge for you and make it a little bit more manageable on your plate being the head coach of this team? Um, What I've taken – by way of the other hats that I wore as far as head coaching is A, time management, and B, my mindset. I've got to really, really organize my thoughts into solely the program, whatever program that I'm heading at that moment. Um, You know, this being football season, my mindset is strictly football, um, and again, the uh, time management and everything that I have organized within the program is spot on. So I stay ahead instead of constantly trying to catch up. Um, so I would say those those two are the main things that I keep in my in my focal point um, in coming into this new head coaching gig as far as the head uh, football coach. What are some similarities and differences too for a you know preparing for a week zero game as a head coach and you know, there's not much film out there for this new iteration of Oakcrest or any team that you're playing. What types of challenges are there for preparing for Week Zero that a lot of people sitting at home or you know watching uh, in the stands may not know goes into the preparation factor of these games before there's film out there before school even starts? Um, with the limited amount of film that we do get, um, what we do is we go back, of course, in time, and and try to mesh everything together as best we can. Um, and I'm sure other programs do that too, again, with the limited amount of film that's available to this point. So, you know, we'll go ahead, f- you know, figure out tendencies um, and figure out ultimately 
which plays do you kind of see that brew around the first three or four years? And typically, that's kind of the makeup of that team, unless they totally get a brand-new coaching staff, which you have to kind of throw the dice at the wall and see what happens there. Looking at, you know, a game before school starts, you're at home. Mm-hmm. How excited are you as a head coach to have the Gatone Stadium crowd behind your team, behind you guys as a staff, kind of a new era of Vineland High School football, even though 90% of the coaching staff, like you said, is coming back. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of like a new iteration, a new, you know, it's a remix almost. Mm-hmm. How exciting has that been, you know, in the lead up this week as we sit here and record this on Tuesday to, to get ready for Friday? What has that adrenaline been like for you guys? Um, it's been really fun. It's 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 been a thing where um, – you know, every coach is, is on the staff along with the kids are biting at the bit for Friday. Uh, I'm excited. I love football, period. So I'm super excited. And being so that now I'm the head coach, it's like a little extra chip on my shoulder, you know. Um, even though I'm a competitor to the day that I'm six feet on the ground, you know what I mean? Like all our coaches are. Um, so we expect, you know, our kids to come out there and really, you know, come, execute, and, and ultimately, you know, take home a, a W because they executed and they did everything they had to do during the week, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun venue. Um, by the way, Kyle, I don't know if you know this, but the venue is going to be a whiteout. All Breaking white. news. So, please, everybody who's coming to this game, wear your white. It's the whiteout. Akatone and we Friday. will be keeping that segment installed on the show because no matter who is on here, it's a look good, feel good, play good podcast. Yeah, 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 Coach yeah. Russo established that. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. So there, every week you'll know on this show what the jersey combo will mm-hmm, be. It's mm-hmm. a whiteout. It's a whiteout. Excited for that because uh, you got to be white hot. In yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it's, it's gonna be fun. The kids are the kids are amped. Uh, you know they're 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 ready to roll as far as you know. Oh yeah, Coach. So so we're gonna be clean. That's what the kids say, clean. <laughs> you're going to be clean, all white. For it's a little bit. <laughs> for, a li- for a little bit. If you do your job, you're going to be pretty <laughs> dirty at the end of 60 minutes. But it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be a nice vibe come this Friday, Kyle. Obviously, you know, this team is built on the foundation of being a family, and, you know, there's different players who have come and gone, who have gone on to new levels, and we'll get to the alumni at the end of the show. Have there been any captains named yet? for this team or is that something that it will happen later on in the season later on this week potentially or are there anybody that you know you don't have to name drop them but has there been anybody that's stood out to you that you feel comfortable going into this season that's going to be a captain in that locker room for you um I want to keep that under my hat Kyle but uh I'll tell you what the um the team has kind of spoken uh who they want as as captains and and I'm going to respect that and I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to throw it out there on uh, on this live, you know, podcast, um, being so that I respect my kids. And I, I they told me, Coach, it'll come this week. No problem. We'll sit as a, as a group and staff, um, and then we'll name live in front of each other who the captains will be come this Friday. Oakcrest is obviously the opponent. What are some things that you guys have picked up on for this specific game that – you know, without tipping your hand, obviously, but you feel comfortable in certain matchups. You feel like you guys match up well doing things in your scheme that they do in their scheme. And what are some things that you've had to work on this week to really perfect to be prepared for Oakcrest? Um, first and foremost, have nothing but respect uh, for Oakcrest and its staff um, and its and their kids. Um, you know, they seem to have everything going in the right direction. Um one of the things that, that, you know, we really honed in on, um, their athleticism. They, uh, they seem to be very athletic, and, 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 and we are primed and ready uh, with our own athletes to, to meet that demand head on. So um, if I had to give you some type of tip for lead, it would be that team's athleticism is pretty, um, pretty good. So uh, I think we match up excellent with them on that term. And Ocrest is a team that I'm sure a lot of the returning players, I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of you mm-hmm. on this coaching staff, still have that sour taste in your mouth from week zero last year against them in a game that I know everyone on that sideline felt was a winnable game. 
Is that a little fuel in the tank for you guys to kind of get that revenge factor, knowing that that game was in grasp and it kind of just slipped away on just a couple technicalities here and there and just, a, you know, some unfortunate cramping that happened, you know, on the field mm -hmm. with it being so hot in August? Right. Is that something that has kind of been mentioned at all as, you know, hey, let's not forget what happened last year and let's use that as a little bit of, you know, bulletin board motivation for ourselves to make sure it doesn't happen again? Um as far as that's concerned, I believe if you're not thinking about redemption in this sport of football, then it might not be the sport for you. So absolutely, um, redemption is, is one of the things that have been echoing, not just amongst the staff, but definitely amongst the kids. They definitely want this game um, badly uh, due to the fact that, again, as you put it, it really last year left a real sour taste in our mouths. So, um, again... It depends on who shows up, as I tell the kids. You come, you execute. It's all X's and O's, man. And if you execute, you have a pretty good chance of walking away with the W. So let's see what happens come Friday. You guys have, I think, one of the – at the high school level, one of the secret weapons. <laughs> you have a kicker. My boy. Talk about his elevation <laughs> from last year where it was like, wow, this kid's got a boot on him to now another year older, another year in this system, learning this special teams. How excited are you to watch him kick and just know in your back pocket, if you need a 30-yard field goal, you can send Mr. Greif right out there Absolutely. and boot one through the uprights. Um, Colin, and he's probably, he's probably right now shaking. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> he's like, uh, Coach, but you don't call me Colin? I really don't. <laughs> I only call him Greif, so my apologies, Greif. But um, he is for the brand. Yes, yes. I had I had to say your first name so that they know who you are. All right, buddy. So um, back to Greif. Excellent. First of all, excellent person. Love that kid. Um, has made strides throughout his career that are uh, just eye opening. To 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 you know leave it at that extent. Um, he had I, I nicknamed him my the Golden Leg. He has a boot. He really does. It's There's no secret, you know. Um, and he's accurate. Uh, he's so coachable. The kid is just aces through and through. Um, he's a leader. He leads by example. I mean, I can go on and on with this kid. He's just – he's going to have a beautiful future. Um, and he just might – just might be one of our first kickers to ever um, – go to a level that none of our kickers have gone to. He's just got to stay the course, keep honing in on his skill, um, and he's going to do absolutely fine. And it is crazy that at the high school level, it's not commonplace to have an echelon of kickers that Vineland High School has had. You guys went from Robert Kling to Henry Garten to now Colin Greif. That's rare at the high school level. Mm -hmm. Normally it's like let's pull a senior off the soccer team and have him come out on Friday nights to kick, kick. you know, in his free time. But these guys through and through for over half a decade now, almost a decade, when we kick it back to Kling, no yes. pun intended, <laughs> it's rare to have that at the high school level. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and even before him we had another kicker in, in Juan. Um we've been gifted with kickers. Um no, just to put it out there too, and don't forget Pop. He was a punter. He could have. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've been blessed with some kids with boots, and um, that actually hone in on their skill, constantly get that practice, constantly stay coachable, um, which is a big mainstay in 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 our coaching staff. You got to be coachable, and all the names that you mentioned, every single one of them kids, 100% coachable, and that's why they were so successful. You know, alongside of also going to um, my buddy Jimmy, the five-star kicking. Um, he's been – Mr. Cooper has been doing an excellent job with our kickers. So, very proud of him, too, um, just to shout him out. Pat McAfee, you need to watch Violent High School football <laughs> this year. I'm just saying. He's on the worldwide leader. We might be sending some Sports Center top ten clips you over to the Pat McAfee know. show. You never know. Let's, you bring up Pop. Let's yes. talk about the alumni like we do on this show. We love to keep, you know, Denby. the generations past connected here. Jameel Demby, mm -hmm. Pop. We got Tyreem getting ready for another Mr. year Powell. at Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Pop, though. 
Super Bowl champion mm -hmm. at the expense of my Eagles. If there was anybody <laughs> that was going to do it, I was thrilled for okay. Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. He, okay. Is, he is a special player, has a special place in Vineland High School football history and mm -hmm. Vineland High School as a whole and the city of Vineland as a whole. How awesome was that for you as one of his former coaches to watch him last season from his draft party, get drafted 11 picks, I believe, before the draft ends, gets called by Andy Reid and the Chiefs. He goes to Kansas City, gets to play with Patrick Mahomes, has arguably a rookie of the year type year as a mm -hmm. seventh round pick, goes on this miraculous run with the Chiefs, wins a Super Bowl, scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> as a coach, how does that feel just watching all of that unfold? Like I feel like it would be in slow-mo and hyperspeed all at the all same at once, time. Right? Um what I could tell you, Kyle, it was it was the perfect storm for, for Pop. The perfect storm. Um, you know, me remembering at, at, you know, the double eagle that day, his name getting called to Kansas City. Phenomenal. So, quick bit on that. I was at my house. The minute that I saw that, I get in the car. <laughs> I go to the mall down the street over at Maze Landing. I grab a fitted Kansas City brand new fresh hat. I drive from there, hightail it over to Double Eagle. It's unbelievable, and I lie not. He's coming out of the Double Eagle in front of it, and I just parked and turned around, came up from behind him, get out of the car, and I said, family, Cuzzo, what, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, what's up, Cuz? I said, you're missing something. Family, you're missing something. He said, what do you mean? I just got – I said, yeah, I know you went to the Kansas City Chiefs, but you're missing something. I said, here you go. <laughs> he put it on his head. He goes, no. I said, now you're official. There we go. <laughs> the big hug. So proud of that, man. Um, he turned out to be exactly what I knew when he was a young buck. I mean, he – special is the word. That's it. Mm -hmm. Not just in his play, in his character, the way he carries himself, the energy he emits is uh, – I mean, you hear Andy. I wish I could bottle some of that up myself. You see those Instagram <laughs> Live videos of him dancing in the locker room. <laughs> he has an uncanny ability to bring people together. Um, they all love him. They've loved him since he was first year there. Um, so that's what he brought here to Vineland, and he brought it on to Rutgers, did his thing there with the same type of energy, brings that energy to Kansas City, and, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Super Bowl champ. First year. I mean, he hit all bases except that he hasn't made the what? The Pro Bowl? Yeah. Which is <laughs> he crazy that he it's didn't get there. It's unbelievable. And now he's, you know, he's going to be a starter this year more than likely and going to take the reins with that. And mm -hmm. he made it so that the city of Vineland had back-to-back -back Super Bowl champions. Yes. Jamil Demby obviously brings home the Lombardi the year before yes. with the Rams. Played in the XFL this year. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately got injured. injured. but. Uh, you know, he's looking to, you know, get back healthy. He's making music now, which just goes to show you the talent and, and just the hard work, versatility, and mm -hmm. just the work ethic that Jameel has on and off the field. Talk about, you know, watching Jameel from your perspective go from, you know, your guy's first year on the coaching staff. He's mm -hmm. a senior. He goes to Maine, gets invited to the Senior Bowl, gets drafted at the Double Eagle. Again. And <laughs> – Goes to a team like the Rams, mm -hmm. bounces to Detroit, comes back to the Rams, goes to the Super Bowl. They unfortunately lose to the Patriots. He still grinds, still makes it. They get back to the Super Bowl a couple years later. He brings home the Lombardi. What's it like watching Jameel's story as he was one of, you know, your guys' first players that you coached at Vineland High School? Um, again, Jameel, love that man. Um, he was special from the very beginning as well. Um, I remember having conversations with him in high school. I'm like, son, sky's the limit for you. You know, like you have the it factor, and you're just downright unbelievable at your position. Just keep it going. I wasn't worried ever about his books. Beautiful mind. Um, goes on, like you said, the University of Maine, does his thing there, um, and the rest is history. Makes it to the league. Our, that was our first, you know, under our, our watch. Um so, so proud of him, what he's done. The versatility, like you said, he has a lot of eggs in different baskets. He's not just a one-trick pony. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I'm very proud of uh, Jamil, and he never forgot where he came from either. That's one thing that I can say that none of our kids, whether they went to the league or not, or the, a big D1 school, you have Noah Santalone went to Bucknell. I mean, we have kids that went on to these D1 schools, but they never lost who they are, man. And I'm very proud to say that. Not a, not a one. Whether they went D1, D2, D3, or the NFL, they never lost who they are. So I'm very proud to say that about these kids. And or I mean, young men now. Jamil, first Vineland High School football player to play in the XFL. Yes. Yes. I mean, again, the strides that that man made are – I mean, you, you can't even put a, a number on the strides that he made. He made strides that opened now a lot of doors, right, for other guys to get seen. So it's, it's, it's a chain reaction of events. Jamil goes to the league. Now we have more eyes on the program. You see? You got Greg Schiano landing his yeah, helicopter. Hell, in the back of the school. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's midday. Boom. I'm hearing it. Like, what is going on? There's the, yeah, there he is. Schiano in the back. Comes in with the suit. I mean, it, unreal. The amount, of, the amount of head coaches that I've seen go through those halls in Vineland, um, again, under Coach, Russo, under Coach Russo's watch. Unbelievable. From Clemson to Notre Dame. To, you name all the big schools, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They've been there. All of them. It's unbelievable. I'm like, Every Ohio week I'm State? keeping up with Wait, all Ohio the coaches. State? <laughs> I'm taking a picture. I'm like, yeah. I'm just waiting for Nick Saban to walk through the door next. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So, great time. Um, and, again, brought to you by the Kids of Island, man. Brought to you by the Kids of Island. And we unbelievable. Got, we get the opportunity to watch Tank, pal. Do his thing this year. I'm so excited for that kid. Brother Tyreem. Monster. We're, we're on Buckus Award <laughs> Watch this year. According to all the big college Monster. talking heads, Tyreem Powell is on watch to be linebacker of the year in college football this mm -hmm. preseason from Rutgers, a school that Pop goes to, Tyreem follows him, that still, I feel like, does not get the respect in the college football pantheon as a legitimate D1 program that it should, unless your name's Bill Belichick because right. he loves the University of Rutgers right. and drafting those players. But even, you know, you look at guys before Pop and Tyreem just across the, the McCourty twins, you know, you have guys mm -hmm. who have come out of Rutgers and had successful careers, yet Rutgers still has this stigma about them. But I feel like guys like Pop, guys like Tyreem, are changing that stigma so much. You had the the kid from uh, Cedar Creek that ended up going to the Seahawks last year too, mm -hmm. uh, Bo Melton that played Bo with Melton. them as well. Absolutely. You know, yep. you have guys now that Rutgers is starting to get their eyes on the program too. And I think with Rutgers being a school that is so close to home for a lot of the guys on this Vineland team, they see guys like Pop, they see Tyreem, and it's like, oh, I mm -hmm. can kind of stay a little close to home, play in front of friends and family, and still go to a legit D1 program, play against legit D1 schools, and get an opportunity. And get an opportunity. To That's perform it. at the highest level. Absolutely. Um, I can't say enough about that program at Rutgers. Coach Ciano has done an excellent job with our kids. Let's not forget about Naheem Anderson. Mm -hmm. Monster. Absolute monster for Violent. That linebacker went on again. Played for uh, Rutgers as well. So, again, the way that they set up the kids – is phenomenal. I mean, Kyle, they're doing everything. They set them up, not only the football realm, it's called the life realm, from public speaking to how to carry yourself to social media. I mean, I, it goes. it's a mm -hmm. whole list that they cover almost as if there was classes going on. Now they got to do the whole NIL yes. thing too. Like, that's a huge part of being a college athlete. Now people are getting paid, you know, um, which kind of stinks because – we couldn't. <laughs> but now they're making money, which is, you know what? God bless the kids yep. of, of this era. It, it's been a long time coming mm -hmm. because, let's be honest, the NCAA makes a lot of money off the backs of these kids. And we need and that video game honest. to come out so we can all play as Tyreen Powell <laughs> in NCAA. <Yes>. He's going to – let me tell you something about Tyreen, man. He is – he was a not just a student of the game. His presence on that field commanded you to – just boom, you're you're right here with that. No matter man. what position, he it was didn't playing. matter. It did. Let me tell you a quick one about him. We're playing Lenape, right? We're at Lenape. You remember this? Oh, I remember I this said, one well. Um, I'm sitting talking to Coach Smith, and I'm over there. I'm like, we need a big play. This was before Ryan took over and went down the field. Ryan Shelton, who was on the staff mm -hmm. as well. 
I didn't forget you, Ryan. Love that kid. I didn't. I love him. Great dude. Um, Ryan Shelton's helping uh, Coach Smith out. So um, excellent to you have. Want to talk about tenacity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, Mr. Ryan Shelton, 100%. There's no other. 100% all the way through. So that's him. But um, we're over there at Lenape, and Tyreem goes ahead and he's playing free safety. Okay. Phenomenal we, free safety as well. And Albatross. I mean, the, the amount of ground that that man covers, it looks like he's not going fast. Mm -hmm. He's moving, covering ground. But anyway, me and Smith are talking. We need a big play. You know, we need, a, we need the ball back. Look at Smith. I said, how about I tell you this? We're going to get the ball back. We're going to get the ball back. The very next play, I lie to you not, <laughs> this ball gets thrown. The quarterback throws across his body from the right to his left. Out of nowhere, all you see is this guy. I mean, the amount of air that Tyreem got to get this ball. He looked like the Jordan logo. <laughs> yes, that's what I, that's what I said. I told, I told Smith, I said, was that Jordan that just – it's unbelievable. He was totally stretched out. One arm, boom, we get the ball back. Ryan Shelton all the way down the field, and we won't talk about the rest of that play. <laughs> That's it. And let's not forget, too. But he did Tyreem took over at quarterback. Yes. Wearing Doug Flutie's number 22. And that game where he said, let's move down the field. Incomplete pass. We have Levi on the outside. I was on the sideline that game. I told Levi, I said, make a play. Earn your keep. Make a play. Because he messed up the play before, right? Chops it up. <laughs> Levi goes and makes a play. Ball game. What a game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that particular year, don't forget about the Southern game. That's what started it. We had three games that particular year that were phenomenal comeback wins. Southern, we're down 21 nothing at the half. 21 nothing playoff game. Methodically come down. We wind up beating them by a touchdown. 28-21 ball game. We leave at Southern. Mm -hmm. Then we go to Washington Township. What was it? I think it was something around the vicinity of 13-13 tied up. Traditionally been a house of horrors, too. Yes, at Washington at For Washington whatever Township. reason, at Washington Township has just been one of those places that has not been kind to the fighting clan. At all. Now we're down 21-13 with about a minute and some odd minute, you know, maybe close to two minutes left. We go ahead and score, I believe, on defense. And then we wind up getting the ball back, and it's over. Mm -hmm. With a few seconds left, punch it in, pack up our bags, we're out of here. And then the Millville game, which was enough said there. That was unbelievable. For a minute there, everyone's like, oh, my God, they just scored. I was like, it's okay. Look who's out there. There's Tyreen. In one of the coolest Ryan games. Ryan Shelton. Don't forget about that touchdown down the <laughs> – right down the alley. How could I forget? I mean, it, it was it One was of the coolest beautiful. jersey matchups that game was, too. What's that? That was the color rush game. We were in all red. They were in all, all blue. blue. It was a beautiful Thanksgiving color rush game. Unreal. Unreal. And I'll tell you what, the turkey tasted really good. Oh. <laughs> it really did. Really ten did. times as yes, better yes, than it normally yes. was. Yes. Um. But, I mean, you know, to see these alumni and everything doing what they're doing at the next level, whether it is football or, you know, just in their next path in life career-wise, how cool is it for this iteration of the team to see those guys out there performing, to have somebody from their backyard, from where they're from, to look up to and be like, I can aspire to be like him. I played with him. My sibling played with him. I know what it's like and what it's going to take to get to that level. Um, I think what, what these men – that are now in their respective careers does for the youngins of Vineland is give them one word, and that's hope. Hope that they can go ahead and change their lives if they just stick to what's right. That's it. All you got to do is keep your you know nose to the grindstone and do what's right. And great things will come about if you just do what's right. You know, and I think with these gentlemen doing their you know, respective things, whether it be, you know, football at the XFL, football at the NFL, or real estate, or what have you. The kids now have that outlook of, wow, if they did it, then I got, 
they're from they're from here from violent i can do it so it gives them that hope to get out of any conditions maybe that they're not um really enjoying at this moment you know so i'm, I'm very happy to say that these men have uh they might not know it or maybe they do know it but they've made a big difference in a lot of these youngsters lives out here in violent not just violent but cumberland county and i i believe that cumberland county right now needs that positivity going on because there's just a lot of a lot of negative things going on in Cumberland County. We need to really highlight the positive stuff for these kids to really latch on to instead of, you know, bringing up anything negative. And that's been the cool part the last <laughs> few years of just seeing South Jersey as a whole yep. get put on the NFL map, get put on the college football map. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about Bo Melton. We talked, you know, uh, you know, Dallas Cowboys last year, Marquise Bell from Bridgeton, right yes. around the corner from you guys. Mm -hmm. And to see the adversity he went through, you know, Absolutely. from – going to Maryland and then having to go to JUCO, makes it to the NFL, is mm -hmm. on game day rosters for one of the biggest brands in the world, mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. Love them yes. or hate them, that's what that's they are. And you have a kid from South Jersey putting that yeah. brand on. Um, you know, Corey Clement playing for the Eagles, Eagles in the Super Bowl as well from Glassboro. Like, South Jersey, slowly but surely. It's almost like baseball, too, when Mike Absolutely. Trout got drafted. Everybody started coming to South Jersey to start, start scouting baseball feels like that's been the wave the past few years with football and, and football scouts starting to come to South Jersey. Um, don't forget about Taylor, too. Salem. Yeah. Right? Jonathan and Taylor just got permission to seek a trade. I mean, we have – listen, I know that the big scope of things is North Jersey. All right, your Don Bosco preps and, and you know, St. Elizabeth preps, right? Um, however, we have talent down here, too. We have a beautiful talent pool down here. Um, so I think that with all these gentlemen going ahead and, and putting forth their effort to go ahead and play at that level, at the NFL level, um, it's bringing a lot of eyes down to South Jersey. Um, Sorry with Jack Crawford, too. Yes. Went to yes. The prep, prep, lived in Vineland. Yep. Had a 10-year yep. NFL career. I mean, we got the players down here. And it, it's, it's beautiful to see, again, that the eyes are now not just focused up North Jersey. There's a lot of eyes down here now. A lot of scouts are coming into the different schools down in South Jersey, so I'm very happy to, to be a part of that mix with, you know, the rest of the South Jersey coaches as well. Expectations going into Friday. Everybody at home watching wants to know what can they expect on Friday night against Oakcrest and what can they expect from this iteration of Vineland High School football under your lead? Uh, what the fans can expect is a disciplined team, a team that's going to give you everything they got, Every single quarter, there will be gas in the tank come the fourth. And if we go on to an overtime situation, we'll have plenty of gas to go in an overtime situation as well. Um, so, again, you know, these kids are primed and ready. The staff has them primed and ready. Um, so we're looking forward to a beautiful outing come Friday. The whiteout. Make sure you wear your white. 7 o'clock kickoff. Is it 7 or 6? I want to say it's six. I want to say it's six. You'll know because we'll put it in the link. The podcast, <laughs> we'll put it in the link on YouTube. Plus, we'll, we'll have it out there on social media. No, it's, it's, hold on. We're going to get a live check. We're going to get a live check. live check. I'm saying it's six. You're saying it's seven. Let's see. Watch. It's at six. Six o'clock. Even better. Even better. Six golden hour yeah. in the whiteout at yeah. Gatone. Still Six light out. kickoff, still light out. Let's and then go. the lights will come on about halftime. It's going to be a beautiful scene. Vineland Public Broadcasting, Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel is where you can tune in from home. Myself, Rich Scarpa on the call up in the booth looking forward to another year, uh, which I'm 90% I'm sure we have the communication truck back this year. Nice. First time since 2020. Rich is going to be there with you, right? Rich is going to be beautiful, there. Cause Rich gonna is be beautiful because Rich is a beautiful person. We're going to have Gia and Doug in our ears for the first time since 2020. Can't wait to hear them throughout the game. So tune in on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. And every single week you can hear myself, Coach Guzman, and more than likely a pantheon of guests uh, yes, that we are yes. lining up for this show. Get ready. It Coaches. will be <laughs> on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and it will be exclusively on the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Make sure you subscribe over there. Click the like button. Ring the bell icon. It will premiere more than likely every Wednesday night. You'll be able to watch the new iteration of the Vineland High School Football Coaches Show, which Coach 
We need a new name for the show. Hmm. Hmm. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to sleep on this. We will. We'll sleep on. Comment this. on YouTube your yeah, thoughts yeah, as well. Give like us some that. ideas yeah, to brainstorm yeah. about. Um, but coach. Welcome aboard to the Underground Sports Thank Philadelphia you so podcast Thank family. You, I appreciate and, uh, it. And very excited to have you as the head coach of Island High School football and looking forward to a phenomenal season with the Fighting Clan this year. I appreciate you as always. Keep doing, you know, your journalistic efforts for, for the kids of, of South Jersey, as you do. And um, I'm excited, man. Get I'm ready. Excited. I'm excited. Six o'clock, Gatone Stadium, Vineland Oakcrest, whiteout game. Whiteout. We will see you then, and we'll be back. Monday nights as well from the Double Eagle every single week. The Vineland High School Football Coaches Show on location. Big thank you to Rob Bono for having us here at Eastland tonight. Thank you, Robbie. And at the Double Eagle all year long. It, it makes perfect sense. Jamil and Pop drafted at the Double Eagle. We got to have the Coaches Show Starts where the magic happens. <laughs> So catch us at the Double Eagle every Monday night. You can come and watch the show live, and then it will be on your podcast app of choice and on YouTube. So for Coach Guzman, I'm Kyle Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 1 of Season 6 of the Vineland High School Football Coaches Show, presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia and the Red and Gray Gridiron Group. Go Vineland. We'll see you Friday night, and we'll see you Monday at the Double Eagle. I woke up saying it's about time.